yo 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 what up it's your host selena's aka shorty doop and today i'm gonna be speaking on character and not the character from plays or movies or novels but rather the character that is made up of the mental and moral qualities distinctive to each and every individual have you ever given any thought to what type of character you have like to truly dissect it. I know I have, but maybe you haven't and that's okay. I hope that after this episode, you will. I hope that when this episode ends, you will care a little more about what your character says about you. Character is said to be made up of six pillars, which are one, trustworthiness and this includes honesty integrity reliability loyalty two respect this includes dignity courtesy decency three responsibility which includes accountability pursuit of excellence self-restraint four fairness which includes process equity impartiality five, caring, and six, citizenship. Now, what I'm going to do is break down these six pillars just a little deeper to just go ahead and have you get a greater understanding of what character is built on and which area you may lack in, and if any. So for trustworthiness to be listed as number one, just shows the significance it should carry in your life. When others trust us, they give us a greater leeway because they feel we don't need monitoring to assure that we're going to meet our obligations. Trustworthiness seems to be simple, but in many cases, it's the most complicated of the six core ethical values. And in my opinion, I just think it's because There's so much temptation out in the world, but I'm going to leave that for another episode. Honesty is tied in with trustworthiness. Honesty is such a fundamental ethical value. It involves both communication and conduct. So what you say and what you do speaks on your regard to honesty, what honesty means to you. Being truthful is simply stating the truth always now keep in mind being wrong about something is not the same as lying although an honest mistake can still cause damage it's almost like it shows you carry this carelessness about yourself and as far as carelessness it's not the same as a carefreeness just want you guys to you know make note of that when you are careless you have this lack of thought for harming others or making errors you have not given it a sufficient amount of attention so you tend to make more mistakes like it's just impulsively living when you are a carefree individual you just focus more so on the happy side of things you don't worry too much about things you just free flowing this easy breezy beautiful not cover girl (laughs) just life When I personally think of trust, integrity pops up. Integrity is simply just doing the right thing no matter what. 
Integrity is not choosing to pick when and where you hold your principles to a high standard. It's that you never allow your principles to vary, no matter what the situation is. And look, I know, believe me, it's not easy to hold integrity all the time, to always do the right thing, especially when you live in a society where people just are careless. They don't care how they make you feel. They don't care what they do. They do not care if they impact others' lives negatively or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying when you start living your life in a more positive manner and people are getting affected by it because they don't understand the journey that you're on. No, I'm I'm speaking on the people that intentionally want to cause harm to other people and don't care about it. So it's hard when you are living in a society like this. So I understand but that does not mean that you should not still delegate and live by integrity. A person of integrity takes time for self-reflection so that the events, crises, and seeming necessities of the day do not determine the course of their moral life. Integrity is a what you see is what you get type of reflection. People that don't hold integrity are typically called hypocrites or two-faced. And if you've ever been called a hypocrite or two-faced, it could just be that someone was extremely upset with you because they didn't get their way. Or it could be that the universe is trying to speak to that person to try to get your attention and to open your eyes a little more to mature your soul so that you don't start carrying these non-growth characteristic traits for the rest of your life. The last thing you should want to be is a person that says one thing and does another. And having that type of character is the quickest way to lose respect. And for those of you that don't really know what respect is, respect is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something that's drawn by their abilities, qualities, or accomplishments. Something to always remember is that people are not things and everyone has a right to be treated with dignity. Regardless of who someone is or what they've done, we should respect everyone. We owe ourselves the responsibility to be the best we can be in all situations, even when dealing with unpleasant people. We all know the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If there is no respect, then these doors are allowed to be open for violence, manipulation, and humiliation. And those three things hinder anyone's journey of self-growth. Being an attentive listener is a sign of caring respect and a way that someone can show you that they respect you. One of the most disrespectful things you can do to someone is ignore them when they are speaking to you and vice versa. You ever been talking to someone and they cut you off dead middle of your sentence just so that they can say something that doesn't even correspond to what you were talking about. Make sure in those moments you speak up for yourself. Say, hey, that was rude. I wasn't even done speaking. And to many people, they are so wrapped up in their heads that they don't even know that they're being disrespectful. So do yourselves both the favor and let them know they are. They are being disrespectful. Stop allowing this to happen to you. 
And if you are the one that's interrupting, know that respect and consideration goes hand in hand. If you demand respect, you have to give respect. You have to be considerate of others' time and feelings, just as if you would want them to do for you. Just as you give respect to others, you must respect yourself also. Respect your time and your feelings. No one else has an obligation to make sure you are respecting yourself. That is solely your responsibility. Responsibility is number three of the six pillars of character. And it means being accountable for what we do and who we are. It also means recognizing that our actions matter. And if those actions do not hold a weight of integrity, then we face negative consequences. Our capacity to reason and our freedom to choose makes us morally independent. Therefore, we have a responsibility whether we honor or degrade the ethical principles that give life meaning and purpose. We were not put on earth to live negatively and irresponsibly. We should always want to live a life in a way that is fair to us and to our environment. Fairness is number four on the pillar list. Most would agree that it involves issues of equality and behavior without favoritism. So essentially, fairness implies a belief to a balanced standard of justice without relevance to one's own feelings or inclinations. Being fair seems simple, but for many it's difficult and it's because we all have our own opinions. Whether we may see it as wrong or not, really doesn't matter. It has to be fair. And it may just be that our own emotions are giving us this blind side on reality. In order to be a more fair person, you have to listen to people with an open mind. You cannot blame others for your mistakes. You can't take advantage of others. And you never should play favorites. Care about how your actions could potentially negatively affect other people. Caring being number five on the list is actually the heart of ethics and ethical decision making. It's almost impossible to be truly ethical and yet unconcerned with the welfare of others. Ethics is ultimately about good relations with other people and you can't have good relations if you are not a caring individual. People who lack a caring attitude towards individuals tend to treat others as instruments of their will. They rarely feel any obligation to be honest, loyal, fair, or respectful. So if you are a person that really cares, then you will feel an emotional response to both the pain and pleasure of others. You hold empathy in your soul. So even if you see someone being hurt, and the hurt is not directly intended for you, but you almost feel like it is because you have the mentality of what if it were me? And there's nothing wrong with that. Just always keep in mind, you cannot solve other people's problems. You can just be an example of someone with good citizenship. Citizenship is last on the six pillars of character list, and it is the civic virtues and duties that prescribe how we are to behave as part of a community. A good citizen gives more than they take. They don't litter. 
They don't step over a water bottle on the ground that is right next to a trash can and just leave it laying there without throwing it away. I know for myself, my kids and I, anytime we take a walk, we take a garbage bag. And if we walk by extensive garbage, we pick it up. When we go to the park, we clean it up if it needs to be cleaned up. We have a rule in our home that no matter what space we are in, we treat it like home. And whenever we are somewhere and we have a choice to recycle, we recycle. And absolutely, we do not ever throw anything out the car window. No littering, ever. These choices may seem very small, but as a whole, if we made better choices in our communities, the energy would shift and a peaceful, more calmer vibe would start to exist. And just think of the cleanest place you have ever been. And this could be someone's house or it could be, and hopefully it is, your own home. But the moment you step foot in this clean space, do you take notice of the immediate response your body gives you? That sensation of purity, calmness, peace. Maybe you didn't notice, so try to next time. When you walk into a clean environment, whether outside or inside, pay attention to how you feel. Imagine and crave that feeling for your everyday life. This could easily be, and hopefully it already is, your reality. And if it's not, get to cleaning. Stop letting garbage surround your environment. Next time you walk next to some garbage, pick it up. Throw it away. And yeah, it's not the most sanitary thing to do, but carry sanitizer, carry it with you, and then boom, easy fix. The six pillars of character is just a list of traits that you should naturally carry. And if you don't, you should naturally be working towards them every day. I read a book called The Road to Character by David Brooks, and it was actually lent to me by a really, really good friend, a very very spiritual, down-to-earth person, and I am truly thankful for you. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you for letting me borrow this book. I'm going to read a page from the book that truly resonated with me and goes with this episode perfectly. On page 21, it reads, Summoned. Today, commencement speakers tell graduates to follow their passion, to trust their feelings, to reflect and find their purpose in life. The assumption behind these cliches is that when you are figuring out how to lead your life, the most important answers are found deep inside yourself. When you are young and just setting into adulthood, you should, by this way of thinking, sit down and take some time to discover yourself, to define what is really important to you, what your priorities are, what arouses your deepest passions, you should ask yourself questions. What is the purpose of my life? What do I want from life? What are the things I truly value that are not done just to please or impress the people around me? By this way of thinking, life can be organized like a business plan. First, you take an inventory of your gifts and passions. Then you set goals and come up with some metrics to organize your progress towards these goals. Then you map out a strategy to achieve your purpose, which will help you distinguish those things that move you towards your goals from those things that seem urgent but are really just distractions. If you define a realistic purpose early on, 
and execute your strategy flexibly, you will wind up leading a purposeful life. You will have achieved self-determination of the sort captured in the often quoted lines from William Ernest Henley's poem, Invictus. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul, end quote. This is the way people tend to recognize and organize their lives in our age of individual autonomy. It's a method that begins with the self and ends with the self, that begins with self-investigation and ends in self-fulfillment. This is a life determined by a series of individual choices. But Frances Perkins found her purpose in life using a different method, one that was more common in past eras. In this method, you don't ask, what do I want from life? You ask a different set of questions. What does life want from me? What are my circumstances calling me to do? In this scheme of things, we don't create our lives. We are summoned by life. The important answers are not found inside, they are found outside. This perspective begins not within the autonomous self, but with the concrete circumstances in which you happen to be embedded. The perspective begins with an awareness that the world existed long before you and will last long after you, and that in the brief span of your life, you have been thrown by fate, by history, by chance, by evolution, or by God into a specific place with specific problems and needs. Your job is to figure certain things out. What does this environment need in order to be made whole? What is it that needs repair? What tasks are lying around waiting to be performed? As the novelist Frederick Butchner put it, at what points do my talents and deep gladness meet the world's deep need? Man, even reading it again to put on the episode was deep. When I read that page, I took a moment to write these questions down. The one that stood out the most was the last one. At what points do my talents and deep gladness meet the world's deep need? No matter your perspective, whether you feel only internally things can change for the outside world, for yourself or only from the outside world, your life can change for the better internally, however you want to look at it. That question right there should have done something to you, should have triggered some sort of emotion inside of you to understand, man, what am I doing in my life that I can better my community, that I can make a difference in my environment so that I can prosper and others can prosper with me. It is not okay to live life selfishly in a manner to where if you are able and capable of being able to teach someone else something or guide someone somewhere else positively, for you to keep that to yourself is not doing any well for the environment, for our world, for the society, for the universe. Your life may be the only life that people can look up to. You may be the only book that people read the only way that people see that there is good out there, that person lies inside of you. And you need to take a hold of that and take responsibility for your character traits and how you perform and act out in the real world and inside of your home. 
because integrity is not only being shown to whoever's around you, it's to yourself. It's what's being done behind closed doors that nobody else can see. You should always want to see the better in our world and in yourself. And we can't make any type of change by just wanting to see it, just wanting to do it. You have to act. You must attach actions to your lifestyle every day. Never miss an opportunity to do even the smallest act of kindness for your environment. You get what you give. Whatever you take care of will take care of you. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. Remember, change your perspective, change your attitude, change your mind, and you change your life. I believe in you, so believe in you too. Until next time.